Hello, fellow travelers. Welcome to another Grand Forever side quest here on the PNB Podcast Network. I'm your host, Brendan. Joining me this week is professional writer and Twitch streamer, Brad Burke. I asked Brad to be on the show for a couple of reasons. First, Brad is a good friend of mine, and we both love talking shop about games, but I also wanted to pick Brad's brain about how streaming has changed his relationship to games and games-focused media. Brad has some really interesting insights and opinions about streaming games on the internet, which made for a really great conversation. One quick note, though, this was the first episode recorded completely in person rather than over the internet. So while that made for a more conversational interview, there were some small technical hiccups. So you will notice uh, a few brief moments of echo here and there in the episode. I do have some other in-person interviews lined up as well. Uh, So by then, the issues will have been ironed out, but just wanted to make you fully aware of some little inconsistencies in this episode. One other quick note before we get to the interview, I wanted to give a shout out to our Patreon subscribers, without whom this show and the other shows on PNB Network wouldn't exist. So thank you. If you're not a Patreon subscriber, please consider going to patreon.com slash PNB to join our community. Subscribers will get full access to all the full-length side quest interviews that I've done and uh, that I will do in the future. However, since the conversation with Brad this week was so good, uh, I went ahead and I am offering this week's premium episode for free on the main podcast feed for everyone. That's the one you're listening to right now. Hopefully it'll serve as a nice little teaser for what the full interviews are like over on Patreon. Okay, with all of that out of the way, here is Side Quest One Out to Many with Brad Burke. What's up, Brad? How's it going? Welcome to Grind Forever Side Quest. How are you doing, man? Good, good. Thanks for having me. So, traditional first question that we always have to introduce the guest. Who even am Brad Burke? Introduce us to what you do. Who who even am you? That's a good question. I don't know if I have a good answer for that. It's uh, pretty deep. I mean, that's not that, yeah, this type of podcast, but yeah, we can... Okay. That's the other podcast. So keep it a little more mechanical then. Um, yeah. yeah, I'm Brad Burke. Uh, I am a writer, editor, content manager, streamer, video game player, uh, general nerd, uh, and nerd thing enjoyer, I would say. It's like a pretty good overview. You're streaming. Tell us more about your streaming. Uh, so I've been kind of on like, let's say a sabbatical from streaming sure, for a bit. Right, yeah. Um, I think it's something that uh, it requires a lot of like consistency. The way I was doing it at least was requiring a lot of consistency in a way that I couldn't provide while also working like a full-time job. Yeah. Uh, and that just was something that, it's sort of, I got burned out on it a bit um, and just having to keep up a schedule and having to keep up, you know, every afternoon, every evening, whenever it was, I was trying to get in. Um, so I've been, I've been taking a break now for a few months uh, while I sort of figure out exactly what I want out of it. Cause I do enjoy it a lot. Uh, and so it's, it's been a lot of thinking about like the kind of stuff I want to keep around and the stuff that I, I don't want to anymore and the stuff I can, uh, you know, it's, it's more than just sitting there playing video games, I think is the, uh, the thing I learned really quickly. Yeah. So actually, I kind of want to stay on that topic for just a second because you mentioned. Um, so you you had started. I forget you started streaming while we, you were both still at Digital Trends full time, right? Or you had dipped your toe in a little bit because I remember you and I talking about like you had got you had just got your your um, Elgato and some other stuff, and you were starting up. Yeah, I had streamed. I was streaming for Digital Trends at the time. Uh, so while I was there, we were doing like a weekly game stream, oh, okay. uh, and that was sort of my like where I got the bug for it, I think, and where I started to sort of see, um, you know, partly the the like fun idea of you know that it was just like oh it's like playing video games instead of working. Um, I mean that's which... why I mean after you left, that's why Jess and I kept doing it, and Hanif kept doing it is because it was like yeah it's not yeah not work. Yeah, I think if you're working, bringing in an audience, introducing something new to them, covering like new ground, and like providing kind of a new something else for people who liked our content to, you know, engage with, uh, and something that was more, more personal, but still like sort of that level of detachment. Um, you know, but also I think there's, there's sort of a, like my, my person, not that my name wasn't attached to what was happening in digital trends, but I think there's, I hold myself to a higher standard, I think in terms of, yeah, I understand what you're saying. Like, and like with you were saying, you know, like asking people to leave is something that, I personally just have trouble with, I personally have trouble just saying no to people and like turning people down and making people like feel bad. Um, and you know, that's something that I personally have gotten better with in the last 
six months or a year and I'm now having to like look at that in a, in a way that's like uh, how am I going to deal with this in streaming and how am I going to like I want to be welcoming and I want to be building things up and like helping people out but like sometimes people are just like antithesis to that and how do you deal with that how do you you know and especially like I'm saying in my case I just personally I feel bad I, I feel bad turning people down and being like hey you got to go because this isn't working just because like I don't like the way they're talking or I don't like that they're, you know, always off topic or whatever it is, you know, especially when like I have a really high tolerance for that for other sure. people. But it's yeah. like, I don't know. It's a really it's a really tricky part, I think, of of streaming because it is, you, you know, I think there's there's sort of this like, oh, well, you know, you're it's one person out to many. And that's totally true. Like, it's not like you, you know, a streamer you watch a lot better than they know you, even if you're a really active chatter. Because that's just the nature of that media and that like genre. It's how it works. Um, but you you also want to remember that like those people are real people on the other side of that too. And you know even if you have to ban somebody or you have to like ask somebody to leave and just be like, hey, that's not cool. You know you have to do it in a way that Rick recognizes that like, hey, this is a person and like you know they're going to be sitting on the other side of their computer thinking that like what they're doing isn't wrong. Yeah. And if they know that it's wrong, then like that's another situation, but it's, it's harder with people where I think they're, they're coming at it from like not knowing just, just being themselves and not realizing that that's sort of grinding against what's going on. Do you feel, do you feel a responsibility given who you are and what you want to put out there to present people with a way of operating online that is maybe antithetical to this kind of laissez-faire attitude that a lot of Twitch streamers or maybe more, uh, dare I say, toxic personalities out there. I, I do. I personally feel that way. And again, I think that comes down to like, I don't necessarily think that Twitch streamers or anybody should be like, is required to be a role model or anything like that. Yeah, that makes sense. You know, I think that there's, especially, you know, gaming is a, a, a pursuit that is it's fun it's a hobby it's not meant to be totally serious unless it you know and, and it can be i'm not saying it shouldn't be but like it's it's not always meant to be that way and i can understand people who just want to like do their thing and and make their jokes and i don't want to be like i don't want to be like a role model or like out here trying to cause problems but i do feel like i you know like you're saying i i really feel like i have a personal obligation to like make sure that the people who are who are watching and participating are are like-minded because it helps the whole community. Like it's, it's not a matter of like asking people to leave. I don't know. It's a, it's a tough question. Like what's the line between curating and like trimming out the bad weeds, so to speak versus helping those bad weeds grow in a direction that is more conducive to the community you're looking for. To a certain extent, I sort of feel like in this, in that space, I don't need to be that person. Sure. And, you know, and there's a certain amount of like, you know, I don't know how political you want to get, but I do feel like I, I don't expect, you know, people who are in those situations are being put down by that kind of language to have to be the ones to explain it. And I sort of like feel like I have an opportunity where I'm like, I'm not being bombarded with it. So I can take the time to like explain to somebody why what they're doing is wrong. Sure. Um, whether Twitch is the right place to do that in the middle of playing a video game, I don't know. Uh, is it made more complicated by the fact that I typically play violent video games with all <laughs> sorts of political undertones? Sure, yeah, I don't know. Like, you know, am I the one? Like, I don't want to. I don't want to. You know, be like, oh, I'm a role model or anything like that. I don't want to like be trying to make a stance on things. I do just like I want to be out there enjoying myself because I think that was something that was sort of ended up being missing when I was so focused on the formula of it. Um, you know, that like a year and a half in, it was really like just sitting down and doing the same thing and like following the same pattern and like making sure I was checking off boxes. And it was like, that's not fun. It's not fun for me. It's not fun for the people watching. Um, so, you know, I wanted to make sure that like first and foremost, things are fun, but also like, you know, like I said, it's about building things up and about like having a good time. And I've always felt like video games are a good place for people to learn that empathy but whether Twitch and like YouTube streaming and stuff like that in that atmosphere is the right place to educate people. I don't know. Yeah, it's, I mean, it's definitely, uh, it's a question that, well, I mean, even just like a independent podcast like this, I think about that a little bit too. Yeah. I get it. I get where, I get where you're coming from with that. Yeah. Where to draw that line, I guess is like, for me is, is pretty clearly around when other people in the community feel uncomfortable because I can step in the first time and say like, Hey, that's not how we do things here. 
Um, and after that, if if things seem to have improved from my end, then I am willing to like I'm one person, and it's it can't just be one person running the whole community. You know, it needs to, even if the like streamer is the one at the center of it, needs to like be an involved effort. And if other people are enjoying it and don't mind, then like that's fine. Um, you know, but if people are coming forward and saying like, hey. You know, I don't want other people in the community to have to police that, and I don't want other people to feel uncomfortable as a result of somebody, yeah. you know, and that's important. Yeah, I mean, there's a difference between education and moderation in, yeah. in, in that respect. I get that. That's interesting. To those first – I mean, you streamed for, like, what, two years? It was almost two years? It was about a year and a half, almost two years on my okay. own channel. Right. And it was about a year, year and a half, I think, on DC. So you've got almost three, almost four years of, of yeah, streaming some overlap, experience. yeah. Okay, so a lot of the stuff that you did, especially for your, especially for the personal channel, you were playing a lot of Destiny, a lot of Warframe, a lot of just games in that vein, loot-based multiplayer shooter uh, with you know some competitive modes and stuff. Why did you t- choose to focus on that? I mean, obviously, personal taste probably plays the biggest role there, but what was what was the impetus? I'm curious. I think for me, like gaming ever since I was, you know, since I was younger, it was something that like, it was like a coffee, like coffee. It was like a, was it a water cooler moment? Water cooler so moment. You know, it's really good. Our there it is. Last recent episode with, uh, with our buddy Gabe Gerwin, he was, we talked about water cooler moments specifically. Yeah. So this is good overlap. All right. There you go. Yeah. Synergy. Um, I think it's, you know, it's about like, for me, it's a really cool, like, I like talking to people about things that are new. I like playing new games and being like, oh, like, did you try this? And, like, discovering things that are not everybody knows. And I think, um, you know, particular, like, I used to play a lot of Borderlands, um, you know, but games like Warframe and uh, Destiny 2 in particular, I think do a good job of, like, rolling out that sort of stuff over time. And it lets people engage with it at all different levels uh, in a really cool way. So, like when the way Warframe was doing its story and is still doing its story is it's like you're going around doing your thing day to day and every six months or a year they'll put out some big story thing that's like a, a longer quest with cutscenes and like new revelations about what's going on and new things that evolve the way you play on a daily basis. They add in new elements and that lends itself really well to like not having to go buy a new game and not having to learn all new systems every time and still getting that feeling of discovery and that yeah. sharing of that discovery with other people and being like, oh, hey, did you try this out? And like, I think especially like watching the raid races in Destiny 2 is so fun. Like even if I know I'm nowhere near good enough to try, it's really, really fun to watch people like work together and like be forced sort of to like, you know, especially and again, like, you know, gaming right now is such a, a divisive place. And there's so much like conversation and like discourse going on about so many different topics that it's really fun to watch people sit down and like put on voice chat and be organized and respectful of each other because that's the way you do it is that you like listen to each other you try things you talk about what went wrong you don't point fingers like that's how you screw things up um and i think the the raid races really show that in like gritty detail and i think that's that's really fun um and so that's a big part of like why i like those games and i think you know i think the other side of it is i like having accomplished those things and having something cool to show for it I think there's like a certain amount of like, and this probably says a lot about my psyche that I like. I like games like Destiny and Warframe where I I can go work really hard and earn the cool thing, and then I can like put that cool thing on my head and go wander into a mission with some people who don't know me, and they look over and they're like, "Oh, see, he got the look at the helmet. Like that's the helmet that comes from this that took them. You know, I really that's a cool like very cool feeling to me, and to do that on stream is just like. It's just amping it up, really. It's just yeah. Like, I was gonna say, like, it adds a whole other layer of of publicity, you could say, to the to the whole thing. Because people, not only do people see you walking around with that sweet piece of armor, they watch you do the shit to get to the piece of armor. So that's just an extra layer of legitimacy, you know? Yeah, absolutely. That's awesome. Yeah, and it feels fun. Like, so that's always been, you know, that kind of game. Like, I played Reach was I would say one of the first big like online games where that was the case where it was just like pick up play online and you were ranking things up you were earning stuff that was like very noticeable um that was very like clear um I think that was one thing you know not to be too specific but like the division two I played a lot of that game and then I felt like sort of I had earned a lot of stuff without doing much work and so the rewards that the few rewards that looked really cool didn't have that same like 
wait. They didn't like, it wasn't like, oh, cool. Look at this thing I got. And I go into a mission and you'd have four people lined up at the start of the mission and they all have like the same exact cool thing because that was just the one you used. And, you know, I think there's Warframe and Destiny both have a really cool variety and they don't have like that one specific build that you've got to be running with like one weapon. It's like, you could do this or this or this. They're all valid. You know, it's just what you've got. And like, let's sit down and figure out how we're going to do this. Yeah. It's a slight tangent here. I think we were talking before this, this, the podcast started about final fantasy 14. And one of the things about final fantasy 14 that I actually don't like is that it's extremely vertical progression. Every high-end class is going to be running very similar armor, very similar skill rotation, very look very similar. Maybe they'll have you like, you know, glamour armors on or whatever. But underneath that they're wearing the same the exact same gear. Like you were saying, that's something I like about Destiny is Destiny uh you could have the subclasses and everything are all viable in different scenarios and you Pick and choose your gear based upon building that. So, I mean, I totally, I totally get what you're saying of like having that variety makes it so that your accomplishments and your armor are all the more interesting. Because if everyone's making the same, like getting the same high-end gear, then what's the what's the point? That's why I like Fantasy Star Online or Monster Hunter. It's the exact same thing. But uh, so I just want like totally with you on why on why you 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 play those games. But um, they're all multiplayer, right? So you're playing these games on stream in front of people, and they're multiplayer. And if you're doing something like a strike or you're playing Crucible with a fire team, how do you tailor your, your fire team to your stream, I guess? So I guess that that was one of the things that helped me start just like personally saying no to people was having to set a rule on that because I found that there are like there are a lot of reasons that somebody wants to play with you online when you're streaming. And, like, very rarely is it one that's, like, that has anything to do with the fact that you're, like, trying to be a part of your community or anything like that. Like, very rarely do people who like being involved in the stream want to play with you, I found. Like, unless they're, like, like, I I basically, I only play with people who I know from outside the stream. Yeah. And I always have voice chat off when I'm, like, turned off. So when I'm in games, at least it's, it's actually, I can hear it, but it's muted. So, like, if a teammate starts screaming at me in Crucible for something, the stream won't hear it even if I do, and I can just mute them. Um, but, like, you know, I, I I personally don't play with people. Warframe I did because Warframe, it's really hard to, like, screw up what's going on, you know? It's hard to, like, defy the mission objective or cause the team to fail. And there's a lot of unlocking to do. And I played a lot of that game, so I often felt like an obligation to, like, run people through things. But it wasn't very, like, if people came in and they were like, can you run me through this? I'd be like, no. Like, if you were a member of the community already and you'd been hanging out and you were like, oh, I can't beat this mission, I'd probably be like, oh, I'll jump in with you and help you beat that mission. Like, you know, or you were like, hey, you know, like, I saw you were going to, like, talking about running this. Can I jump in with you? And it was like, yeah, you've been around. Feel free to jump in. Um, I think if I were going to keep doing it, I would probably put like a rule that's more specific on that. Like a subscribers, will, I'll run whatever with subscribers for the stream or something. Yeah, I'd be like, oh, this is yeah, I'm going to go play Crucible a bunch today, so like subscribers can queue up to join or something. Okay. Um, but even then, like especially in Destiny, you can like you can be kind of a troll, and I just want to like I think it's it's important as someone who like has trouble drawing firm boundaries and sticking to them. It's important to like make sure that you're not putting yourself making yourself susceptible to that kind of stuff, you know? Like has, has anyone ever been like, nah, man, like I don't really want to be on stream so someone can see me playing or anything. Has anyone ever turned you down for anything like that? Or, or, or have you had to be like, look, you were not a, you were problematic and I'm not going to stream with you again. Yeah. I definitely have like, I I don't think I've gone out of my way to be like, Hey, I don't want to voice chat with you while I'm on stream. But I'll, like, conveniently, like... And, and one thing is, having multiple people on voice chat can be really troublesome in a stream anyway, I find. Like, it's just something when I'm watching a stream and there's someone talking and they've got a lot of people with them who aren't clearly identified who are also talking a lot, it, you kind of lose... You lose all of your chat interaction. You lose, like... And that can be fine in situations like, oh, we're doing the raid race and it's like, hey, I'm just going to put up a thing that's like, I'm not going to be looking at chat for the next two hours while we do this raid. Okay. You know, I'm going to be I'm going to be talking to people like, hey, we're playing competitive right now. I I'm not going to be reading chat except between matches, but like 
I'll check in on things, you know, every few minutes, every 10 minutes or something. Um, I think that stuff's, that's different, but you know, in general, I've just tried to like not have people on voice chat just cause it's easier for me to like talk about what I was going to talk about, talk to chat, you know, interact, thank people for whatever they're doing. Yeah. Is that common practice? I mean, I feel like most streamers that I watch who aren't co-streaming with someone else, like they're not really broadcasting their voice chat, you know? Right. Yeah. That's definitely the case. Uh, well, I mean, some people do. I actually got yelled at by somebody. I was playing Apex Legends and I said something that was totally innocent. I just was like, I said, like, I'm new here or something. Cause I like, I was like my third game and they were like, Hey, do this thing. And I was like, I'm new here. I don't know what that is. And they got really mad at me and they're like, I'm streaming. You can't say that. Huh? Can't say what? Can't say that is the Mozambique any good? Yeah, it was like Apparently I was like, good now. Whatever it was, yeah. What is that? I don't know. No, it's weird. Um, but it was just you know, it's like you got to be. I think if you're playing a game like that where you have open chat with people, mm-hmm. you need to not be piping that through in your stream. And that's yeah, just like people, you know. I and I, I always oh, that's just good practice. That's easy, really basic. But I do think that there's a certain amount of like streaming stuff that you you wouldn't know just sitting down with OBS and like hitting start stream. It's easy enough to do that, and it's. Uh, you know, I think a lot of people don't take into consideration a lot of things that I take for granted, you know, as somebody who like tried to produce a decent quality stream. So, I mean, kind of building off of that, do you have to decide like, you know what, I really want to run this one thing, but I can't because I'm streaming today and the better, I guess the better content is for me to do X, Y, Z, you know, cause the reason that I've, I've tried a couple times, but the reason that I always just don't stick with it is cause I get this weird anxiety of like, well, that means that for, you know, however many hours in a week I have to be doing X, Y, Z. Maybe I don't want to do X, Y, Z. Maybe I want to play this instead. How much consideration do you have to put into the modes that you're playing? And how does that affect like your off stream, your off stream gaming? I think part of it is I don't really, I had, I had been thinking about that a lot. I really had been putting a lot of thought into like, this is the new thing. And I was playing whatever game at that point, you know, and it was like, I had a few games I was focusing on, but it was like, you know, sea of thieves just had a new thing. So I'm, I've got to go do the sea of thieves, sea of thieves things today. And then I've got to go do destiny stuff tomorrow. Cause that's the day that this thing starts. Uh, and I want to be less about that, I think. Cause that was another thing that like, you know, there are all these things for all the things that I was saying about like, Hey, you've got to make sure that you're turning off, you know, voice chat in your stream and you've got to make sure that you're checking your bit rates so you're not dropping frames and like make sure you watch your stream to see if your audio levels are right. For all that stuff that's like basic 100% have to do it, there's so much stuff that people tell you about streaming that is much more ambiguous, I think, and is much more like, hey, this worked for me or this is like, and some people are like, play one game, stick to one game and don't play anything else, always play one game or like, no, play a new thing every day, play indie games, play, and and I think that there's a lot of stuff that could work for a lot of different people. Um, and for me, chasing new content was something that worked, that I did find was working, um, but it was exhausting. And I did find that, like, I'm trying to track new PC releases, trying to pay for and keep up with new releases and having indie games that I was diving into with, like, hey, this looks cool. I don't know much about it. And it was like, I'm going to play this the next two days. And like, surprise, it took me an hour and a half to play through the whole thing. Right, right. Okay, now what? Or like, you start playing a game and the people who are watching are like, this sucks. I don't want to watch this. Yeah. And it's like, and there's a certain amount of like, well, I'm the streamer and I want to like, but if everybody's like dipping out and the people who would watch are like, no, this is boring. And it's like, well, you got to do something. And like, I think moving forward, because I've been so into Destiny and the the content rollout has been sort of perfect for that because it gives me like a good hey around midweek when like I don't have much work going on and like I have lots of time in my calendar I can sit down and stream quite a bit of like whatever new is happening this week and basically you know barring like a couple weeks throughout this entire season of destiny there's been something new every tuesday like every tuesday there's like hey you can log in even if it's just like a small thing some of it's been like Hey, there's a new weapon, like an exotic quest that you can start working on. Or like, hey, there's this big new mode and like a seal that you can, you know, like there's always been something that you like, you need to keep working on. And I think that's been like, it's been encouraging that that's been the case now where I'm sort of like, I could see myself sitting down and streaming that every day and like just playing a little bit. Um, And I don't see it really interrupting the amount of time that I play it on my own because I do think that like, when I play online, probably a lot of competitive crucible because that's like fun and exciting and dynamic. It's high risk, high reward, you know? 
um, trying to unlock new things, uh, also good, but like, yeah, at a certain point, I just want to be playing what I want to play. I do want to, you know, I'm not doing it to make money or a career, so I want to make sure that it's closer to like, it is closer to just, it's me playing video games with some friends watching, you know, yeah. even if it's a lot of friends. Okay, so actually that's, it's a really good transition into kind of the next question that I was going to ask. I guess looking back, what was the thing that, that led to that burnout? Like, what, what what was, what do you think? You don't, I mean, maybe you don't even know, but what do you think was the thing that drove you to be like, yo, okay, hey, I need to take a step back and, and reevaluate things? A uh, big part of it was definitely work. Uh, because when I stopped doing that was when I had switched over. I just switched over like full time to a new job. And right. so it was like, well, I, I just didn't have the amount of time that I did. And I was streaming in the afternoons. So I was like, and I, so I kind of had to, I had to stop doing that because I had to start working in the afternoons. Um, and it was like, well, I'm going to stream in the evenings, but it would get to the evening and I had worked a full day shift. And it was really hard for me to like sit down and want to put the energy to like set up my lights and like get everything dialed in and like answer questions and, and all that kind of stuff. Um, so I think that was part of it. Um, I think like you said, you know, looking at statistics, um, it's, it's good to a certain extent because you can kind of see where are people coming from? How long are people sticking around? What are people liking or not liking? Um, but also, you know, it can be hard to watch those numbers. And I was really, really grateful that like a lot of people really do start streaming with zero people watching, you know, one person tuning every once in a while. And I was really, really super lucky and grateful to have friends who tuned in, uh, and jumped in there for, um, you know, and got my viewer count up to like three, five, sometimes seven people. And that's awesome. Like that is, you know, on the grand scale of things, I was crushing it. Uh, I think on Twitch, you know, as someone who like was on a lot of places for small streamers and people starting out and looking at what that looked like. Um, I was doing really well, but I think it was, it was still tough to like, I felt like I was putting a lot on my friends to do that. You know, that it was like, I understand that friends really, they were supporting me and believing in me and I was trying my hardest, but it wasn't going anywhere. And that was really tough. Um, you know, I felt like I was letting those people down, uh, you know, and that, and that was kind of a, it was a tough thing to look at because I think like, I think they were having fun and I don't think anyone was thinking about it that way, but it's hard when you're sitting there by yourself. You know, it is a very, as much as it's social, it's also really not, and it really is like something you have to sit there and you just have to sit there in the room by yourself talking into a microphone and playing video games for those hours. Um, and that can be, if it's not, if you're not like really, really enjoying it, it can be a real drudge, uh, even if people are chatting with you and it comes through. Um, and you can see it, you know, like in other streamers, uh, and I could definitely see it in some of my last VODs. Like I was not having a good time. I was not like enjoying myself. And that's like, the best part is just like sharing that enthusiasm with people and without it, there's kind of, there's not really a stream. I think, um, yeah. as far as content, my content was top notch and nobody could beat it. So yeah, that wasn't oh, an yeah. issue at all. No. It was a hundred percent. No, I think, you know, that was something that like, even I've, I've learned a lot since then. Yeah. Uh, and like, I've been working really hard to like figure out what it is about what it is about what, what makes things look good is something that's really, really tough when you're trying to work on like, animations and and like you're working in a in a field that like there aren't a lot of examples you have to just look around and sort of look and see what other people are doing there aren't good lessons that are like hey you're doing a stinger transition here's how to like set this up it's like that's video production that's video editing that's a lot of reactionary stuff not there's not there's not a lot of prescriptive stuff yeah. There's a lot of, yeah, like, oh, that, that dude's doing that. I get that, yeah. Yeah, it's not like it's not like shooting a video for, like, YouTube where there's just a wealth of resources that are like, here's how long it should be, here's how long your intro should be, here's some examples of end cards, here's what you should talk about, how to present. Like, everything is very, like, this is what works for this format, and you can push the envelope on that a lot, but at a certain point, like, there's a, some there are things that people really have to have, and I feel like with live streaming, it's so much less, like, because it's so much less polished and more on the spot there's less of that and it becomes more just like you you've got to you've got to figure it out and you've got to figure out what's working and what isn't and there you know and also you know like i think part of that is um i i spent a lot of time on the twitch subreddit which is a little bit of a rough subreddit right now um and always well it's just because it's the people who people who are really getting into streaming seriously 
start meeting other people who are streaming and start working with them and figuring out what they're doing. And like you, you look to people for examples and you have to really be a certain type of person, I think to do that. Well, like what's the, what's the ideal personality then? I, well, I don't know that it's like a personality as much as you need to be able to like, you need to be able to look at a problem, ask the right question and then figure out the solution because there isn't like, there isn't a thing out there that just says, oh, hey, you're having a problem with this. Here's how you fix it. Like, there's no there's no manual. So you really... And there's becoming better resources, but it's really something you have to, like... If you find yourself posting on the Twitch subreddit about, like, hey, what software should I be looking for? Should I be using for streaming? It's like, you know, this is a question that has, like, a very simple answer. It's OBS. And that is the software that everybody uses. So, like, if you Google... What streaming software should I use? Like, if you're if you're the kind of person who is like, maybe that is a personality, the kind of person who like has an issue and goes and posts about like posts a question on social media or Reddit instead of like doing any amount of googling or research yourself. Streaming is going to be a tough road because you need to just figure those things out yourself. Like, you're you're going to have to set a bit rate. You're going to have to learn what a bit rate is. Right. Yeah. You're going to have to learn what your computer is capable of and how it's telling you that it's not capable of that. You're going to have to figure out what your circumstances look like and stress test them. Like these are all things that people can point you in the right direction, but no one's going to sit down and be like, Hey, this is, this is how to say, this is the settings for your computer. You know, it's, it's something that you really have to, um, you have to go out and you have to find, you have to not even find, you have to make those resources yourself in a lot of cases. Yeah. Um, you know, and that's, it's something that, uh, it can be, it can be exhausting when you're really trying to like, especially in my case, I spent a lot of resources trying to make a whole new system of like point system with tiers. And I was like, Oh, this is going to be super cool. And it didn't turn out well at all because my skills are nowhere capable of doing that. Even after like months of work. And I just had to scrap the whole thing. And that felt awful. It was like, Oh, I spent all this time with like prepping all this stuff. And it was just like, no, like that's just, it's just not going to work because I got done. And I was like, this doesn't hold up. Like this isn't going to be like to the quality that I need to, that I want to be producing. You know? Did you enjoy making it though? I mean, I feel like that's a hugely important thing, you know, and I, I can see by your reaction right yeah. there. Yeah. I mean, that's a, I, some of my friends get really fucking annoyed with me about this, but that's something that like, I, I harp on a lot. It's like going back to one of the other episodes where I was kind of talking about like, what does gaming look like in your thirties and your forties and your fifties? And like Dan first guess, he had a really good answer. He's like, just, when it stops being fun, just stop doing it. And that's kind of how I see just all creative pursuits. It's like, if it's not fun, don't do it. Like, don't chase that stuff. Now, that's a whole, like, idealized version of how it would look out. Like, of course I wish I wish that you and whoever else wanted to start a Twitch stream could just sit down and be like, I'm having so much fun, I don't care who my followers are. But that's not how the business works, first of all. And But that's just not how the platform is set up to begin with. I kind of cut you off there, but let's let's kind of like look ahead now. What what can we expect from Brad Burke's Twitch channel in in the coming months and years? That's a good question. Uh, I'll have to ask and, him and you to get back to you. Yeah, so. yeah. I was gonna say you don't have um, to you don't have to give all the industry secrets here, but but just in terms of maybe like internally, like what you want out of it is has that changed? I don't think so. I think my goals with it are still the same. Okay. You know, you and I both, I think, when we signed on to, like, cover games and, like, try and do this, I think there was a certain amount of, like, uh, I didn't understand, at least when I signed up for this, that I would be sort of intertwining my personal and, and commercial lives yeah. to a point that they wouldn't come back apart again. You know, that there's a certain amount of, uh, you know, what's the saying? You even said it a minute ago, like when, you know, do what you love and you never work a day in your life or something. Like, Basically. Yeah. Like, I don't feel that to be true at all. Like, I yeah. think do what you love and you will care deeply about every single business decision you ever make and every single career decision you ever make. And every minute you're not working, you will be thinking about the fact that you could be working. And I think that's like one of the reasons that I was doing the freelancing thing quite a bit and was sort of like. I've been offered a good contract position for now and I'm just going to take it and like, I'm going to stop having to like, I'm going to make video game time, my video game time when I can like not be thinking about work when I can sit down and it, you know, it's taken me a long time and a lot of talking with family and other people to figure out like 
to get that down and get that drilled into my head that like the like even if you're doing what you love you can make it still a job and it can still be your job and you can still take that home and enjoy it um but it's hard it's really tough i think to 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 separate those things back out um and i think i've come a long way and i've got something right now that has nothing to do with gaming as right. like a day job which makes me as time goes by and want to get more and more back into streaming and covering games and that kind of stuff. Um, I think, I mean, I hear what you're saying. And, and I think my response to that would be that the issue that I'm hearing at least, and maybe I'm projecting too much of myself on it, but the issue that I'm hearing is not so much an issue with you needing to find the separation. It's just the nature of big C capitalism and the way that we internalize and over-personalize even, like, the most creative aspects of ourselves. Like, I, I'm i like you. I If I'm not working, I'm thinking about working. But if I like what I'm doing and it's fun, like, that's the only thing I want to do. I'm a total workaholic. It's my, to- it's my vice. It's absolutely my vice. But, like, for creative people... We don't live in a society where that is valued, that constant need to create is valued, even though, like, it's, it's fucking programmed in the universe, you know? Like, that's how, like, things, things come out of other things, and uh, things are constantly being made, but that's just not, we have to monetize, we have to, we have to think of our things in value systems that maybe aren't conducive to, to that. Anyway, that's just my little philosophical soapbox about, you can do what you like, and yeah, you know it's it's work, but it's uh, doesn't have to. You don't have to necessarily follow the the playbook others have prescribed for you. Yeah, I agree. I think there's yeah, there's definitely like a when when you are doing that kind of thing where you're like covering games or something. Some of those moments can be really really good, yeah, and it can be a really great like when you get that chance to like review a game well before it's out, or you're like people are talking about stuff that you like should know it's a very like you feel like a a super cool and super you know you've gained this access to this level of of you know exclusiveness almost um in in an industry that you love and that's a really cool thing and i i definitely like enjoyed that part of it immensely um but there's a certain amount of like i don't know it's it's part of it's like the same things that like and this is something that like, goes like much wider, I think, in video games in general, is that I think people think that there's they think that every game that comes out is going to be their last game. And they think that like everything is going to be their Skyrim. And that's true to like for like a few people, like for every game that comes out, there are going to be a few people who play it endlessly and get the world record in the speed run and like that they get the tattoo and that's their video game that they always love their entire life. Um, but I think for a lot of people, game is just a game that comes out and it's fun for quite a long time until it isn't fun anymore. Um, and like you say, and that at a certain point you have to walk away. Um, and so I think there's a certain amount of like, that is, that is the current state of games. I felt like I like, especially when I left digital trends, I felt like that was sort of where things were was that it was like every game that comes out is Skyrim. And this is going to be the game that, that you play for the rest of your life. And we endlessly update it. And like, isn't that amazing? And it's Skyrim with your friends, no less. Yeah, like, it's always it's, got it with your yeah. friends. Which I, you know, I'm a sucker for that because I sure, do love multiplayer yeah. I mean, games. Like, totally. There's, there's such. A, that's why those things sell so much. Yeah. Like, there's a drop. Yeah, but there's also a certain like, I don't know. You hear the same thing, and even like you know, I like I cover vaporizers now, and it's the same thing in that industry to a certain extent that it's like there are big talking points, and there are things that like you hear them over and over, and you get you know you talk to the the people, and you go to these events and it's like well you know like this is the same stuff and like you know each thing is sort of like it's a new product but all the stuff around it is the same and that stuff starts to lose its luster all the little extra stuff all the you know the little as as bad as this sounds like the parties and the previews and like that stuff starts to like at certain point it starts to feel like a job unless you are like you're moving quickly and you're doing new things and you're at a place that really values that i think is is hugely important I mean, ideally, we'd only be doing the parts of our jobs that we just absolutely love all the time, you know? And you and I work towards that, definitely. I mean, that's why you cover, I mean, not just games, but the vape stuff and just hardware in general. And 
and why you do the stream stuff. And I, I totally resonate with that, you know, just wanting to be constantly working on things that you care about. It's, it's important. But yeah, so I guess um, before we move into guys the, the, the last few questions that I have for you, kind of the more exclusive Patreon stuff, the last, I guess the last thing is, is like, what, what are you doing like to prep for, for what you want the stream to be? Like, like, and I just mean, I mean that like in a totally like resource bare bones, like not necessarily like internally, like what is going on? What are you building? What are you changing? What's going on? Uh, yeah, so I, I'm, I, you built some really good assets for me. Oh, right. I did um, do that. Good no, art. I totally forgot that I did that. Yeah. That's totally true. Uh, we'll plug there. Uh, yeah, <sighs> some really, really great art, uh, that I've been working on. I've been working with a friend of mine getting some music together. So we have some little custum nice. music cool. type things. Um, beyond that, I'm sort of working right now with like, for me more like, like I was saying earlier, kind of like learning what looks good mm-hmm. and like, what is the speed and what effects need to be applied to make like a logo look right when it comes on screen and like what looks corny versus what doesn't. And I definitely have an issue of being the kind of person who looks at something and is like, like spends a lot of time going over it and going over it and going over it. And by the time I've looked at it enough, I'm like, this is terrible. This whole thing's terrible. And you can show it to somebody else and you're like, Oh, Hey, that looks great. And it's like, no, it's like, don't you see that? And like, yeah, this but little, and they're give like, me no, all of your criticisms. All. Let me know how bad it is. Yeah. yeah, no, I get it. Yeah. So I totally do that. And so I have to like, I, I really, you know, I think a big part of like, um, we have a friend, Jess, who is super, super awesome about advising me about stuff yeah. on the stream and having like these really great long-term plans, uh, and like things that I can build towards. Um, and for me, it's like often about focusing day to day on like getting that stream up and getting like the technical side of things rolling in time. So I really want to like, I want to get that stuff done. I want to like, before I ever stream again, I want to like have all my assets in place, have OBS like tested, set up all my keys set up so that I'm not sitting there like five minutes before the stream. Like, Hey, there's this really cool thing that I want to do, but like, I just don't, I do not have time because I'm trying to get the game working that I'm trying to play today. Um, so I think simplifying a lot of that stuff, I'm getting stuff like built out ahead of time. I'm stripping away a lot of the extra stuff. I don't, I was doing like point systems and tiers and like custom alerts and all the going away. Like I just want things to be, um, and there's sort of a a joke there that like, I kind of want to hold off on, on telling, um, sort of around the low launch of that. And like the, 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 like, I think it's, I think a person like me, isn't going to get anywhere on Twitch just jumping in and playing video games. So there does have to be, like, something more there. And I don't want to say, like, a gimmick, but, like, you know, something that's, like, a little... Something that gives your stream an elevator pitch. That's not just, like, oh, it's this guy, Brad, and he plays Destiny 2 in the evenings. I want there to be something more where it's, like, oh, it's this guy, Brad, and he has this shtick that he does, you know, and that kind of thing. So um, I've just been getting getting stuff technically in order. And I'm also getting my room rearranged, okay. which is like a whole problem because I don't have any sort of interior design skills or like set design, production design skills. So I am really just like, you know, it's, it's hard cause you can't really simulate it. You have to like put things in place and then be like, how does that look if you want to learn how to do it? And so it's been a lot of like moving furniture. Like I have an office in my house and where I work and also a bedroom. And I've been thinking about swapping the two because I think it might be, I was like, Oh, I could do this in this way, but I have a feeling I'm going to do that. And it's going to be like, this was totally wrong. So, um, that's the other thing is just making that space, uh, like appealing, uh, and while also being like a workable office. Cause that's what it is. Most of my day. Yeah. That's this room that we're in right now. That's, I think about this a lot where I'm like, Hey, I guess I could shoot YouTube videos in here, but where would I do it? I got one cool YouTube gamer shelf. Yeah. Like, if that. But, uh, but yeah, that's something that you don't really, you know, people say, like, if you build it, they will come, but the thing, the catch there is you have to build it. And when you're a streamer, you have to be, like you said, you have to not just be the talent, but you're your own moderator, you're your own production guy, you're your own post production guy. And you're a set designer and an yeah. interior design. Like, there's so much there. There's so much there. And I don't think a lot of people think about that. But uh, well, that's a topic for another time. Um, so you've mentioned it, like, a few times. And you kind of, like, sprinkle in here and there. But something I really want to talk about, because it's something that I personally love watching, is 
the um, your brief stint speedrunning, specifically Mario Odyssey. Are we going to see more of that in the future? Is is that going to go away? Is there new speedrunning uh, games on the horizon, or or where are you at with that? I had a lot of fun speedrunning that game. I learned a lot about Mario and getting better at Mario and, like, how speedrunning works. Because it's really not just, like, I don't know, like, I, I really enjoy the parts of speedrunning that are um, that are not just running the game. I think there's a really, I think I could be good at, and I think there's a really cool, like, cycle, like I was saying, a cycle of discovery. And, like, games are years old and people find new tricks, new strategies um, I think that stuff kind of ultimately holds far more appeal to me than the speedrunning of the game, just because I am not I am not a consistent video game player. I can be really good and I can be just horrible. And I found that like I claimed like a 142 in Super Mario Odyssey. The the world record's like under an hour now. Um, I'm way off. I'm like I used to be like top thousand, you know, and it was like wow, cool. I have not been able to get that time down at all. Um, so I don't know. Um, uh, I did like Simpsons hit and run speed running a couple times. Oh, I remember that. That yeah, game is nice. a lot of fun to speed run. Um, I think like if I were going to do it more, I think it would probably be in the, like what they would call like the awful games done quick sort of category mm, of just like yeah. weird stuff that doesn't take very long. Cause especially like, you know, Mario Odyssey run. And I know it's like by far not the worst speed run. Cause there are some really brutal ones. But it's hard, like, I don't play that video games that way, so it's hard for me to be, like, an hour and a half in and screw something up and be like, reset, guess that's done, like, right. hour and yeah. a half wasted. I, you know, and that's one of the reasons I like, you know, again, back to sort of like games like Destiny and Warframe, you're always getting something. Even if you really flub the mission, you're getting a little bit of glimmer. There's always you're numbers getting going some, up. Yeah, yeah, there's always, exactly, there's always numbers going up. You're always getting something for what you did. Uh, and I think that's, like, it's hard for me when I put a lot of effort into a game and then don't get anything to show for it. I get that. So... Streaming, or, or I should say, speedrunning off the table. We won't see Brad speedrunning uh, Mario Odyssey at Summer Games Done Quick 2020. Probably not. Okay. I could, I could maybe, like I said, I could maybe see myself doing like some stupid games. Sure. I know there was like, I don't even know if it's worth getting into, but SpongeBob Battle for Bikini Bottom. Hey, is you know like what? a popular speedrunning game. If that's good enough for Jeff Gersman and the guys at Giant Bombs to the stream, it's good enough for anybody. You should do it. But it's THQ Nordic. Okay. Yeah. Well, anyway. <laughs> uh, so you're on Twitch. or I mean, you were and you're going to be again. How did, did that affect like the content that you were taking in from Twitch or from YouTube? I would say, yeah, absolutely. Definitely. And it was like, I've been riding my bike a lot lately. And I've noticed that I thought that would make me a lot more understanding of other cyclists. I thought it would make me more sympathetic when like, a cyclist is in a tough position. And I've actually found that it made me like far less tolerant of that. Oh, really? Because I feel like, especially in my neighborhood, I'm like, I've ridden there. And what you're doing is dumb. Like the way you did that was dumb. And like, I looked at it and like, I've ridden this, like this bike intersection, this intersection, you know, and I feel like, when I watch people's streams, I do sometimes get a little frustrated because I'm like, I'm browsing around and I try and really, because I am a small streamer, I like to watch small streamers. I like to watch people who have less than a hundred viewers, less than 50, less than 15 viewers sometimes. But like, there's a certain amount of, and I know this definitely implicates myself, mm-hmm. but there's a certain amount of like, if you've been at it for a long time and you don't have enough viewers to get over that, like three to five viewer number, yeah. then like, there's probably a reason for it. And that's not like a blame thing, but it's just one of those things where like, take a look at what you're doing and fix it. Yeah. Like look at what look at your stream, look at some other streams. Like you've got to, you don't want to be other people, but you need to like speak the same language. And sometimes you'll tune into somebody's stream. You'll just be like clicking browsing through and you'll tune in and they're like, there will be like a huge amount of static over their mic or like their webcam is blocking a vital piece of game information or something. And it's like, that's just the kind of thing where like you've got to stop for a second and like evaluate. And when I stopped and evaluated and I hate to like, I don't want to be like, it's not my fault, but I kind of looked at things and I was like, you know, like something isn't working here and I don't know what it is. Like I, I'm looking around and I'm sort of like, I'm trying to make sure, you know, my audio quality is good. My webcam looks sharp. My gameplay is always clean. I'm playing new stuff, you know, blah, 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 doing all the, you know, doing all the things. And it was sort of like, 
you have to I had to just throw out a bunch of stuff. I had to kind of be like, you know what? I'm not I'm going to do most things differently. I'm going to do almost everything differently and see how that works because like I think I can do better and like it was a good dry run almost that like yeah. you know, a year and a half of like all right, figuring out what I like and don't like about it to come back at it with a new attitude. Well, that's a why I mean that's a thing not many people do that. Like in any field, not many people go something's not going right. Let me reevaluate and come back later. A lot of people will just keep hitting their head against the wall and then get frustrated. Like, why is this not happening? So, I mean, that's good that you had the like, just the the self awareness to be like, okay, well, hold on, I gotta I gotta change something here. Um, you mentioned that uh, you like to check around on newer streamers and stuff. Are, who are you watching these days? And you're like, I really like what you're doing. I I hope that you go beyond what you're doing right now. Oh, I definitely should have prepared. Oh, it's okay. An answer to this. Um, you know, I don't know. I haven't been watching a lot of small streamers lately. Um, well, then in general, like, who who are you watching? Is there anything... doesn't even... I guess it doesn't even have to be Twitch. It could be whatever. Yeah, I've been watching, like... I don't know. I've been watching a lot of YouTube videos um, and, like, a lot more kind of theoretical stuff about games, too. Like, random discussions of, like, um, you know, I don't even know. It's why been, it's why the Super Mario that. music is so catchy? And yeah, stuff like well, that. I've been watching a lot of Super Mario Maker stuff in the last like couple weeks because I've been playing a ton of that game. Um, so you mean like design, like theory and stuff like yeah, that? Yeah, and like yeah, okay. and, like weird stuff. Because I'm not I'm not a very inspired person. I think in, when it comes to that kind of stuff, oh, really, I need to have okay. like an idea and then be like, okay, I'm going to execute that gotcha. idea. I can't just like sit down in front of a blank slate and be like, hmm, what should I come up with today? Um, so if you were if you were in the comic book industry, you would be the inker, not the penciler. That's what yeah. you're saying. Yeah, and it would be like, this scene, Batman needs to punch this guy in the face, and I'm like, cool, I can do that. Yeah, this guy, he already laid out those lines. Yeah. I can just ink over it make it look really good. Yeah. Gotcha. That's cool. Interesting. Any specific channels or videos you want to plug? I've been watching um, the, uh, I don't even know what their like crew is called, but like King Gothlion and... Uh, Broman, Professor Broman, um, just because they got like a lot of good content for Destiny Two, um, and they're real positive guys. They just did Guardian Con, which is a cool uh, like gaming thing and convention in Florida. Okay. Um, it's all good for a good cause. So they've got some. Plus, they've done a really good job of like monetizing outside of. Um, they have like their own coffee company, which I think is a really clever way That's to like get your monetization outside yeah, of Twitch by of, leveraging your Twitch audience. Instead of like T-shirts, you, you yeah. Just, That's Wow. Okay. Yeah. There's something there, Brad. I think you and I should talk. I have an yeah, idea. Cut that out. The... No, it won't be coffee, but I have another idea. <laughs> you should think about. Um, the the last, well, second to last, uh, according to my notes, we'll see if we get to everything here. Uh, if you have one piece of advice, and I know people probably ask every fucking streamer the same question, people are going to be like, "How do you get started?" But I want to know why should someone get started? Like. There's a difference, and I think it's an important difference, because anyone can go out and buy an Elgato and sit down and try and figure out these resources if they really want to, but why should they want to? <laughs> like, does that make sense? Yeah. No, it's a really good question, and I think it's one that, like, it has a ton of different answers in the same way that, like, becoming a content creator also has a ton of different, like, you, there's a ton of reasons why you might want to do that in general, um, and I think it's, there are a lot of different reasons you might do it, but it's the most important thing is to make sure that you know what that is going into it and then execute on that, like follow through on that idea. Um, you know, it's something, especially like we we're saying with games, like you've got to decide who your audience is and like, am I trying to just be like straight down the middle game streamer who like big reactions and pop-offs and like, you know, donations and chat TTS and like all that stuff. Or am I going to like try and, you know, embrace like a niche community am i like am i doing this because i want to build a career out of it and like pay my rent or am i doing it because i want to like have an excuse to play these video games a few hours a week you know even though i'm busy and like oh, i can make a little money am i doing it because i just want to like meet people you've just got to like you've got to know what that is going in and be consistent i think that's the the most important thing is just uh sticking sticking to your guns a bit and like knowing what you want out of it and trying to get that rather than just going into it and being like, I'm going to do this because I want to do it. You know, do your research, have a vision and commit. Yeah. All right. There you go. Um, 
All right, man. So as we really truly close out here, um, is there a difference between reviewing and just making content around vapes and specifically, you know, marijuana vapes? It's legal in our state, so we don't have to right. go over that. Um, is there is there a difference in creating content like that versus cr- like writing reviews for PC hardware, or writing reviews for games? And I don't, and I mean that specifically for the writing part, not necessarily compared to streaming, like coming from the DT stuff and and everywhere else you've written for? I would say it's not a lot like writing about hardware, weirdly, and it's a lot more like writing about games. Interesting, Um, okay. Yeah, like, we were talking about this the other day, that, like, you get a laptop, and that laptop has specs, and it tells you, like, this is what the screen resolution is, this is what the processor is inside, here's how much memory it has, and you can look at those things, and while you won't get, like, a full idea of what it's going to turn out like, you can get a good idea. You can get a good representation of like what the experience is going to be like. And you won't know whether, you know, the screen flexes or it's got some weird hinge until you get your hands on it. But you can kind of, you can know a lot of things about whether it's going to be a good choice or not. You can kind of figure it out a lot of the things about it ahead of time with vaporizers. Even if they give you those details, there are so many little variables that are really subjective and are also really hard to like quantify, you know, and like, you know, two vaporizers might have identical components. They might have the same hardware that heats it up and they might have the same cooling method and the same digital controls, but the shape of them could be totally different. And that's going to lead to like vastly different vaping experience. Um, And it's sort of like games in that way. Like they can tell you like it has 60 levels and like it has, we think this much content and four player multiplayer, but until you sit down and play that game and like share it with some friends and like, talk about it you're not going to have a good idea of like whether it's working well or not interesting that's totally the opposite of what i would have guessed but i like that answer a lot because i mean that's the type of stuff that i I think about the subjective aspect of everything all the time so the subjective aspect of vape review is i just that thought has never occurred to me and now it's in my head and i'm going to think about that all the time now well, not all the time. At least for the next like five minutes. But still, you know, that's really interesting, though. It's, I I never never would have considered that. So, what are you gonna play next? What like in casually? What are you gonna play next? Uh, probably some Destiny Two and Mario Maker. It's sort of been my like. I play Destiny Two, and then when I'm queued up for things, I've been like taking turns at Mario levels. Um, what about for the rest of the year? Anything big on the horizon? You're super stoked. Uh, yeah, on? there's some uh, Destiny Two later this year. Sure. Yeah, I've I was been kind like of, really I figured this would be a, yeah. a very Destiny heavy answer. Yeah, it's just been it's one of those games that like I I tend to play new games when they come out. I tend to play a lot of new games like the moment they come out. But for the past like for the past two years, basically, I mean, since Destiny Two came out initially, it's been sort of like coming and going in waves. How much I play it. And the last couple times that it's sort of like breached the surface of being in my rotation, it stayed there like quite a long time. And after this season, it's been like I've been playing this whole season pretty devoutly. Um, so we'll see where it goes. Um, I don't know. I haven't really been watching stuff. I know Luigi's Mansion's coming out, um, but I'm not That's like a, I'm not a, a big like, single player game kind of person. That's true. We've talked about this before. So I don't know that I'll I don't know that I'll get into that. Um, and no Animal Crossing. That is one that I, I definitely would play. Yeah, I mean that. And I know you were also really into No Man's Sky. There's a, there's similarities yeah. there for. The, I, 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 now I can point it out and be like, ah, oh, Brad like that game. Yeah. Brad won't like that game. Okay, this is good. This is good. Um, I might play some Final Fantasy. I bought Final Fantasy 14. I mean, if you do, let me know. I mean, at this but, point, I'm only, like, four levels in or something, so I could just transfer to your data center because they're way beyond where I am. But I guess you bought a level thing, too, so maybe... I, I don't care. Dude, I, like, we talked about it. I bought that. I bought that expansion. I bought... I bought the first expansion because I was like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna keep playing this game, and then I realized, like, okay, I'm not a single... I'm not a solo MMO player. I wish I was, but I don't... I don't want to... But I don't also want to put in the effort of like meeting a ton of new friends to play this game. Find people who I know prior who do play this game, buy it, get to the level, buy the level skip for, for part of the stuff I missed. They can't even play with them. So if I could play with you, sounds great. Yeah, man. Uh, that I mean, that pretty much wraps up all the questions I had. Uh, I don't want to keep you too long. We've been going for a while here, and I put you through the ringer on all the... I can see you sweating bullets over there. Wow, <laughs> gotta get out of here. But um, 
uh, I would love to have you on again, maybe sometime in the future after you've got, you know, that other stream going, how, the relaunch has happened. Uh, do you have a timeline for when that might be? Uh, soon. Occurring? Soon. Okay. A tentative soon. Well, uh, where can people, where can people follow you? Keep up. Uh, I'm on Twitter, twitter.com slash C-M-M-R-B-O-U-R-Q-U-E. It's a hell of a last name. Have you ever had to spell that out before fully? Always. Oh, okay. Yeah, and it's funny because when I spell it, there's like a cadence to it. It's like B-O-U-R-Q-U-E, and that's like how I do it. And that like, it really throws people off sometimes because they're like B-O-U, and they're like, cool, I got that part. And you're like, R-Q, and they're like, what? Like, K-S? Nope, tried. Um, Yeah, I spell my name out a lot. Um, Yeah, and Twitch, uh, twitch.tv slash techskelly will be the relaunch when that happens. T-E-C-H-S-K-E-L-L-Y. Uh, I'll put it all in the show notes. Yeah, I gotta make sure to change my name then before this goes live. Well, if if it's not, is it still the, yeah, it's still the old one right now? Okay, so that would be twitch.tv slash Brad Lib. Like Mad Lib, but Brad. Well, yeah, thanks, man. Thanks for being on here. I had a ton of fun. Thanks for having me. It's a good time. You come over. It's an excuse to hang out. So Yeah. <laughs> all right, well, thanks, dude. Talk to you next time. Thanks again to Brad for joining me on this week's episode. I hope you guys enjoyed it. If you did, you'll probably enjoy hearing the other premium interviews with my other guests over on patreon.com pnb. Don't forget that this show lives on the main Grind Forever podcast feed, so please subscribe to Grind Forever on your podcast service of choice to catch all of the episodes. Don't forget to follow Brad on Twitter at Commander Burke. That is C-M-M-R. B-O-U-R-Q-U-E on Twitter and follow him on Twitch. Depending on when you're listening to, that could be either as Bradlib or as TechSkelly, both all one word on Twitch.tv. Lastly, you can follow the PNB Network on Twitter at PNBcast and you can follow me at Brendan underscore LH. I haven't really been posting on there a lot lately, but you can still find the work I do for the various outlets that I'm currently writing for and also sometimes the occasional YouTube videos I do and the art that I do and uh, all that sort of thing. And also, uh, I will tweet out every episode when they go live. All right, enough with the plucks. Taking us out this week by the request of our guest Brad is the song Great Things by The Lioness, taken off her album Greater Vision. Uh, it's a really good song, and I had not heard it before, uh, before Brad recommended it. And so I really hope you guys dig it too. Um, yeah. Anyway, I'll talk to you all again in a couple weeks. And feelings align, changing my life into a body and mind. I'm pushing fit to the side, ain't go more till I get tired if I wanted this mind. I have a vision, I enter it blind. Wisdom is infinite in the space of time. Knowledge is limitless, loose and habitual, no longer restricted. The only is dying. I'm seeking approval, I can't be denied. Claiming and giving thanks for before it arrived. Was forced to resign, could no longer abide. I'm scorching the ties. It wasn't a line, but what I visualize in such a critical and spiritual time. Still give all praise to the most high. Throw that on the watch, seeing through the dark, seeing through facade. See the truth and lies. You so patient, mind. How you wait on God? Can't wait to hit your line. Tell you quit your job, get Baba out the bar and back to us all. Lay up from my heart. Do all my lion as leader, I'm a pride. Finally found my tribe. We're living on the line. Reciting every day, every night. Great things are coming to me and mine. Repeating, keep speaking, and bringing light. Believing in your subconscious mind. No more waiting in line, cause it's our time. May not see it now, but we gon' be fine. My eyes are on the prize. No limit in sight, not even the sky. It's on the way. It's on the way. Coming in the day. Coming in the day. Coming in the day. No. Coming in the day. No. It's on the way. It's on the way. Coming in the day. Coming in the day. Coming in the day. No. Great things are coming, I can feel it, receiving healing for our broken spirits. We're more open-minded and focus-driven, speaking all these things into existence. I bring new perspective, this is prophetic, we'll be manifesting. Brethren, carry stones like Ebenezer, I'm just a messenger and I'm protecting in all my endeavors. You see all of my efforts, checking inspections, and I can go undetected. Expecting the unexpected, don't ever settle, never. I'm feeling better than ever, cause I'm on a new level. 
but there's new levels, new devils. I was soul searching for the soul purpose, change the whole circle, cut the slow serving. Now it's closed, circuit uh, imperfections make a soul perfect. Keep working and preserving, go beneath service, your deserving to see and be the version of yourself at your peak, ready to receive all you need. Live happily and be free. I'd rather be up on my feet than to ever bleed on my knees. Notice I need what you guys be. I forget with no apology. Come away with the drama, me. Finally found safety and harmony. It's on the way. It's on the way. Coming in the day. Coming in the day. Coming in the day now. Coming in the day now. It's on the way. It's on the way. Coming in the day. Coming in the day. Coming in the day now. Coming in the day now. It's on the way. It's on the way. Coming in the day. Coming in the day. Coming in the day now. Coming in the day now. It's on the way. It's on the way. Coming in the day. Coming in the day. Coming in the day now. Coming in the day now. Say they be lighted till they arrive. Like things are coming to be in mind. Baby keeps speaking to bring life. Baby keeps speaking to bring life. So, um, I was totally zoning out on that, watching my fucking levels. Uh, See, I'm distracted by it. Oh, yeah. oh it's so fucking brutal. It's fun. It's fun yeah. to watch. This is going to be an interesting one to edit, because I just was like, I bet you both mics can pick up both things. So I'm going to be like going between both, and muting you in mine, and then muting me in yours. Yeah, maybe we should just get into one mic. And do just it like really close. like sixties duet style, you know. I'm really bummed out that I didn't like. I'm the guitarist, and I stepped in for like just to sing along on the chorus, you know, like back to back. Yeah, against the mic. That's that's how we'll pretend uh, we're doing the whole. Uh, like the like the is the oracles in Hercules. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Uh, I wish I had not shaved the uh, few days ago because then we could have just rubbed our beards on the same mic, just gone <laughs> full on ASMR. This is gonna be the stinger. That's what this is gonna. This is gonna be a stinger. These people are gonna be like, "What the fuck?" <laughs> uh, so I just asked you who you are. Now I'm gonna ask you. 